Mambo vipi? What's happening? My name is Aniko Owoko and I am a lover of art, culture and everything African. And here we grant you front row access to your favorite celebrities, creators, the biggest personalities and industry experts. Come with me. You're now a VIP. You're now listening to VIP Access Podcast with Aniko. This is the baddest podcast on this side of the continent. I just came from a successful trip in South Africa where I shot the first four episodes of this podcast. And right now I'm back at home in Kenya, Nairobi, and I'm about to speak to a gentleman who I truly adore, look up to in the industry. He's been a friend of mine for a very long time and he's been um, doing that shit up for a very long time. Time. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing none other than Provoke. He's a dope music producer and also a member of Umoja Sounds. I forgot to say that in the introduction. What's up? Aniko, relax. Relax. Jeez, ah. <laughs> I don't know whether I need to, to redo this introduction, but just sitting here with you. It's a humbling moment. I think we've spoke a lot for a very long time in the industry and yeah. you know, worked together but never really got the opportunity to sit down like this, like now. Like we've had plans to, yeah. I don't know, have lunches. And then we are all so busy until today. Yeah, actually today is uh, one of my most free day today, actually. In the whole year. Ah, yeah. So I'm so lucky. You're not lucky, you deserve it. That's hey, it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We, we need to always embrace uh, what we deserve and not what we are. We're not lucky. We deserve some things. I love yeah. that. I love that. I so love, you deserve my time. I love that way of starting, you know, this episode. And I don't know, I feel like that's the kind of person you are. You're a very conscious artist, yeah. always been. And I think when I first got to start following your work is from listening to songs you had produced, artists you're working with, and seeing how conscious you were about their sound, their branding, and to the letter. You know, you're yeah. also a visual artist, digital artist, and you Sometimes when you get the time, you're also designing digital art. You know, you did artworks, you did album designs for EPs and stuff like that. And it was, it would always be so distinct. Like yeah. I would see an artwork, I'm like, who did this? And then I started realizing there's a trend, like all the dopest artworks <laughs> were provoked. And then sometimes yeah. you're even doing for other artists. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times I did uh, artworks for other artists. They actually contracted me to do them, which I found actually interesting for me to work on artworks that on songs that I've not worked on. So I started listening to the music to understand what they were thinking when they were working on this music so that I can come up with an artwork. Nice. Mine, I just know what I was thinking. So it's easy for me to make the artwork. So I personally, I think I'm following you keenly when you used to work with Wangeshi. Yeah. But before working with Wangeshi, you worked with several other artists, even Kampmula. Very many artists, actually. Uh, Kampmula were very much later. Like, I'm a product of Ukoflani Maumau. That's when I started doing music. So Ukoflani Maumau, if you don't remember... A hip hop group from Mombasa in Nairobi. They cannot forget in like that. 2000s. These guys yeah. taught me how to work hard as a musician. So that time I was still young. I worked with them. I learned a lot of things from them. These guys were perfectionists and still are even to date. When they get back to studio, they work the same way they used to work. So in terms of the music production or perfectionist, in what sense? Perfectionist in if you write a song, they were all in the studio at the same time, which was weird. A lot of times you'll write a song, but 
you don't have guys to actually criticize but in mm. this situation everyone is there to criticize you mm. so you you end up becoming better at what you're doing mm. when i started working with them i didn't know things like mixing and mastering i just knew how to make beats no mm. beats we like beats but i don't know how to do mixing and mastering so a lot of times which is weird musioka that's when we started actually crossing paths but mm. we never met eye to eye until later also ambros ambros mandugu digital we met there through ukoflani maumau so being perfectionist also around them they made me actually understand what i'm doing and improve it mm. every day so in a day you could have recorded almost 10 15 songs in a day and all of them are dope so even up to date i have songs that we have never released and i don't delete stuff i have things in my hard disk which hard disk are you using cuz mine is always crashing which brand is <laughs> there is one big hard disk i have it's a seagate and you have all this content all these songs i have them there is an wow. ep that cannibal was working with nazizi i have it there mad yeah i have a lot of songs there One day I'll share them. One day I'll share Mad. them. Mad. So you mentioned Ambrose Mandugu Digital. Many people know that brand, that producer, yeah. that sound, you know, yeah. as Mandugu Digital and they don't know even he's called Ambrose. We've worked together even yeah. on Umoja Sounds which is a producer group that you're part of. Yeah. And you are as Umoja Sounds collaborating with various artists across the continent. So how did Ambrose influence you or inspire Ambrose. you? Ambrose has always been that big brother who shows up in a studio and wants to teach you stuff. Uh, ever since I was a young guy, I used to go to the studio at Bruce's studio. That time I have your school uniform. Everyone wants to chase you away, but Ambrose was the guy who was, was like, "Come, come, just sit here." So I, I'm not learning anything directly, but just sitting there with him, I learn. So we really lacked a lot of people like Ambrose in the mm. industry at that time but Ambrose was there. Musioka likes being an introvert but he doesn't know he's an introvert. That's what I'd say. He he's that person who will hide in a corner and mm. do his stuff not that he has ill motives or something. He just works like mm. that. But Ambrose was a guy who you're in a session, you're learning things, he's dancing, he's jumping on the other side, he's playing piano. You're learning. A lot of producers actually from Kenya have learned from this guy which we don't credit him for and we are grateful for that we are grateful for his being in this industry and how did it come up to this point in 2021 where you decided together with your partners and fellow producers that we want to start a group called Umoja Sounds because i think we have seen dope producers yeah. in the industry even well Musioka now has decimators but it's not all other accomplished producers who come to this stage or level that they form a group and then they you know dedicate their self and craft to various artists i think even if i was to compare you with musioka musioka has his label yeah. and artists signed to his label and they're almost exclusively working with those artists unless if somebody comes and hires him to, you know for their album or something else which is something different because he might not have the time but i feel like the way umoja sounds has come into the industry it has opened itself to the industry yeah. like even i'm an industry person but i've learned and got to know a lot of artists through umoja sounds like i didn't even know about aerial ways you know from yeah. rwanda and it was until you guys came to my office and played me some music and i was like 
who's this chick? And then you're showing me her YouTube. You're like, look, she has millions. Yeah. Don't you know her? So I love what you are doing and what Umoja Sounds has so far done. So I want to know how, you know, that idea came about. And it's almost like you guys hit the ground running. We actually didn't hit the ground running. <laughs> it just looks like <laughs> um, it. that was how we, it was. It's an ongoing project that has always been there. We just found a name for it late 2021. If you actually know my history with the artists, I'm that guy who likes working with the new artists. I 100% love working with new artists because working with the older artists or the guys who are already in the industry, to me, I don't see like there's anything I can add in their career. They can simply go to any other producer and do the same thing yeah. they're doing. As for Moja Sounds, we were working on a lot of songs with one of my partners, Robert. Robert is uh, someone I really take serious as a friend and also as a business partner. So... While we're doing the music, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, a lot of times we work with artists and we forget the guy who's at the background, the guy who's making the music. Yeah. So how about we come up with a producer outfit that makes music with the artist and collaborates with the mm. artist? And a lot of a lot of artists in East Africa have not collaborated with producers. They work with producers, not yeah. collaborate with yeah. them. Yeah. So how about we make that? How do we come up with that? So Right now, guys know me and Ambrose, but we are more than actually three people. We are a lot of young producers also mm. and um, artists. Uh, one of the artists we actually put in Moja Sounds uh, fully is Frederick Muller. He's mm-hmm. from Tanzania. He's very multi-talented. This mm-hmm. guy is... Uh, he amazes me every day Yeah. by how he just functions as yeah. a person, how he functions as an artist, his talents and his thought process on everything. Apart from that, we collaborate with other producers who are not maybe in our outfit, but yeah. we still collaborate with them. Guys like Keda Great. Keda Great is a Burundian, but he's lived in Kenya. He's one of the most unique producers I know in Africa right mm. now. If you've heard um, Whiskey's album, the song called Balance. You'll just notice this is a different song. And is, that is, is he not the guy who actually received... Um... He received... Um... No, that's Giggs. Uh, Giggs is a Kenyan producer okay. who lives in Texas. Okay. Who, uh, who recorded also, Thames yes. and Whiskey. Yes, and he yeah. received a plaque. Received I a plaque. saw that. Okay, yeah, okay. Now, Kada Great produced a song on that, uh, the last Whiskey album. Oh, my god. If you want to know his sound, he's... He did 90% of Nyashinsky's uh, last album. Oh my goodness. I love to hear this, he right? When someone like Whiskey is successful or someone like Burner Boy, you know, the entire continent is always like Nigerians, yeah, yeah. West Africans, yeah. Afrobeat. And we forget to credit, you our, know, our all the people yeah. who are part of this project. Yeah. And I would wish for this continent and industry in Africa, I mean, to look at all creatives and artists and producers as equals because, I, I, hey... I feel like East Africa downplays a lot of the talent we have here yeah. and we need to celebrate this and talent. And maybe because we're downplaying day. ourselves, then we're downplayed. We because, always downplay Because ourselves. I feel like we are being downplayed. Yeah. You know? No, we downplay ourselves first. Charity begins at, at home. home. When we downplay ourselves, even our neighbors will downplay yeah. us yeah. as they're looking at us. We are located in such a strategic point in Africa that can actually change the whole of Africa. And a strategic time. Yeah, strategic time also. If you look at uh, the way Tanzanians are moving, 
I love what Diamond is doing. He's, he's really understanding more about the music business mm. than just doing music. A lot of times yes. we want to just do music mm. and we forget there's the business. True, true. So we need to put a lot of emphasis in understanding the business. The other day I was having a conversation with someone who I was like, if I invest in your music right now, I want 50%. He was like, no, I can't have 50%. That is my, you know, I'm like, no, it's not your music. Even if I don't invest, if I make a beat on your, on your, on your project, I own 50% of that song yeah. automatically without you signing anything. Yeah. So that knowledge by itself is so basic yeah. and a lot of artists don't know it. Don't know. This, this person I'm talking about is one of the established artists yeah. right now. So that actually, I felt Seems sad for that because... If you don't know, what about the other guys who are still young and trying to come up? Yeah, and that reminds me, a friend of mine is an artist in South Africa. I saw she posted a tweet and I didn't even retweet it, but it really, you know, touched me. She said, why is it that as artists or singers, we spend so much time, you know, making the music and then promoting and doing interviews and I don't know what and... We don't involve the producers yeah. of the project who Same thing. need to receive royalties from our project. So if yeah. I'm promoting the project and yeah. you produced it and you will be receiving your royalties, whatever percentage it is, it is in my interest and in your interest for yeah. you to also, you know, be championing this project, promoting it. Yeah. And so she was saying producers need to get out of the studio that's why I'm telling you again. You know, to the world. Collaborating with the producer and working with the producer are two different things. I get you A lot now. of times artists work with the producer. Yeah. So the producer's mind is stuck on I've worked with Aniko. Mm. So Aniko takes the song. Maybe she doesn't understand the business around it also. And me being the producer, since we have worked with Aniko, yeah. I don't care more about the song. I just wait for my royalties. So if I collaborate with you, I'm collaborating with you in terms of this is our baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to grow this baby. Yeah. We have to take this baby far. That's collaboration. We lack that collaboration in a lot of African setups. Yes. If you look at Nigerians, they're actually doing it right now. Yeah. They're doing a lot of collaborations. Mastercraft is collaborating with guys. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, fields. That is what, not necessarily singing, but just collaborating. Yeah. Major Lazer started doing it before. DJ Khaled is doing it. Metro yeah. Booming is doing it. I mean, I would say that Kenyans are now collaborating more w between each other. Would you say the same? Do you feel like we are Kenyans at least are... making an effort? I feel like there was a time when Kenya to Kenya collaborations were so, you know, minimal. Kenya, Kenya to Kenya collaborations are good, but I feel they are, I'd say, politicized. Mm -hmm. Politicized is, uh, I'm collaborating with you, Aniko, because you're a big artist yeah, 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 yeah. right now. Yeah. Then when your shine drops, I will not collaborate yeah. with you when you need me. That's the type of relationship we have here in Kenya. We we are no we don't have genuine mm. I can vibe with you types of collaborations. There's someone who wants something from you. Then when you yeah. get it, they move. Yeah. So we need a lot of just genuine collaborations. People who look for someone like, let's see what will come out of this. Yeah. You never know what will come out of it. We were supposed to go to SA sometime. Mm -hmm. And the person you're going to see is, I don't know if you've ever heard of someone called Muzi. Muzi. Muzi is the brand ambassador of Vans in Africa. That is one type of artist who I've learned from, you don't need a hit song to make money. Oh, you even showed me his social media. They you're understand. like, look at this social media. This guy Do you see any music? Business. But 
The guy is locking deals day in, day Business. out. Business. These guys are making music for Apple keynotes. Mad. You see, that is understanding the business. Uh, I remember I met his manager. They were talking about uh, a lot of guys in Africa doing the business of music. Guys should be doing music business. Mm. So the business of music is the first thing someone will ask you is how much am I making from this mm. when I come? Instead of seeing it as let me come there and see what I can make later. Mm. Let me make this relationship. Let me yeah. let me build it first and get money from it. Yeah. So we are stuck on starting to make money before we focus on the music. Why are we stuck like that in Kenya particularly, you think? And I'm asking you that because you've been in the industry deeper than I have been. Yeah. I mean, you are the one who's worked with all these artists, produced them, had hit songs, had highs yeah. and lows. Why do you think that's the case scenario in Kenya particularly? In Kenya, is, um, I'd say it's just society thing. Everyone wants to make money first, or generally, before the music. Before even I talk about the music industry, generally everyone wants to make money. So every, if I leave my house, people want to make money everywhere. You see, with that mentality, then you can't apply it everywhere. You, you understand? Yeah. There's an artist too I know uh, in Kenya who makes money more than a lot of the artists. Lack of better words, he doesn't have so many hit songs. Mm. He's known like Octopizo. This guy is doing business. He's yeah. doing music business. He's using yes. his music to do business, not business to do music. Yeah. He understands what he's doing business-wise yeah. in music yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times we'll want to, to do shows in Kisi or do shows in Mombasa, mm. make quick money, get an endorsement with one of the big brands and make quick buck. Mm. But we forget what happens when your brand is not booming. Will that big brand get you again? No, they'll get the next big guy. True that. Because you have not created a relationship with them. Mm. You're asking for a quick buck. It's true. So that's how I look at it. We want to make money first before our shine falls, mm. but we, we forget to create business relationships that will last us a lifetime with these brands. Or uh, even with our own selves. Even with our own you selves. Know. And you could have known you more than 10 years. The first time I remember I met you on your show in KBC. Mm. And weirdly, you were interviewing Cannibal. And I was managing him mm. that time. We used to love interviewing Cannibal and Sharama. Yeah. We used to love those two. I was managing him. I was producing him at that time. I was still young. And then we met again when we, we were doing an interview with Ayu Bogada. Yes. I remember and you we, took we were, me. I took you to Mlolongo. We took to a matatu. see him. Yeah. We were with Enos Olik. Yes. We were with uh, King Kaka. Yes. I remember we... we, that, we actually, that time King Kaka was even rabbit. He was a rabbit. <laughs> We went to his house. He was like, you guys remix the song. I remember we did a remix for Kothabiro. Oh, yes. Yeah, he literally gave us permission to do that. Yeah. You know, see, and that is a relationship. Yeah. Anyiko, you've grown before you even did Anyiko PR. See how long that relationship yeah. is. That time Anyiko PR wasn't even in the picture. Exactly. And we were still... I think you were still starting to work with South Soul. Yes, yes, indeed. I was. See how long that is. Yeah. We lack such relationships. Just and those the are the industry. relationships that move forward, you know, an individual yeah. collaboration, a partnership. Yeah. I feel you. We and even that. if you look at successful industries, like, you know, you talked about Diamond, like what Wasafi are doing. Yeah. I'm a Nigeria. Look at the, what certain record labels are doing. Yeah. You do see that long-term relationship. These long-term relationships there. And um, it's something that someone posted, like, 
two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Someone was talking about how much Marvin Records have spent in. I saw that three months. I saw in that pushing Aria, Aria yeah. Star. Yeah, yeah, millions uh, of dollars. And um, then he broke it down again. Uh, he was talking about what percent even Ira might be making, like twenty percent. Mm. A lot of artists in Kenya will not want to make twenty percent. But they don't understand this is a business. Hmm. If I put money in you, you grow. That 20% of nothing. Everything is a business. I mean, even Rihanna's stake in yeah. her beauty company is 50%. Exactly. You know, so a, and she's uh, now the richest. There's 100% of nothing than 20% of, of female entertainers of or I don't know, the richest female artists in the world out of a 50% stake. So that yes. can... Teach you a lot. Teach me a lot. Should always teach everyone a lot, especially with these percentages. A lot of people look at it like it's uh, selling your soul, but it's investing. And it's one of the reasons why people don't want to be in groups. Because yeah. they are like, Sasa hundred k, then we have to share. <laughs> but imagine you have to share. You have to start with that hundred k to make a hundred million. You have to start with that. Because everyone has to put their effort. If you're in a, let me say in a, in a record deal, people don't understand record deals a lot of times. That's why when they sign contracts, Later, they cry wolf because you didn't understand what percent you own. Mm. You didn't understand what money the record label is putting. You didn't understand what you'll be getting mm. back. You end up looking at it like you are messed up. No, you're not messed up. You didn't read the contract and understand it mm. properly. Those are the situations we have in Africa a lot of times. Mm. Even with artists, a lot of artists are artists. Mm. They are not businessmen. They are not lawyers. But then again, you want to start doing business. Yes. And you are an artist. You need to hire someone who knows the business. Yeah. But then again, they don't want to hire someone because they're like, my cat will be going to this guy. No, I can't pay this yeah. guy a salary. No one wants to even pay their PR or management. Yeah. Either, you know, what they ought to pay them or even a commission. You yeah. know, there are people who want you to do for them work, but they don't want to pay you. And then I hate this approach that I find so many Kenyans have because I personally work with many artists from across the continent. Mm. But many Kenyans, even friends of mine, will approach me and say, Nigerians, but it's a wrong approach. You know, I'd rather you tell me you're my friend and I have 20K to give you. Yeah. But first of all, they always think like, because I work with various artists from across the region, yeah. they must be paying me so much. But that's not always the case scenario. I yeah. have also relationships that are built with certain, say, Nigerian labels or yeah. managers. If they call me and say, we need you to do this and we're giving you, I don't know, 50,000. I will do it just because of those relationships, even with certain record labels. So from outside, someone will see like, hey, this people are paying her so much, but you (laughs) don't know this is a relationship. Relationships, again, we are still on that topic, you see. Yeah. It's relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Kenyans don't want to build relationships. But why? Just generally as a Kenyan, everyone wants to make a quick buck and move. They're not thinking about how can I keep Aniko around me so that when I have a project and ask for help, it will be easy. Yeah. Because all the others are ready to do something to keep a relationship. They're so ready. Yeah. You know, certain artists are like, I don't have money to pay you, but I would fly you to come see me yeah. perform. Oh. I'm like, okay, that's a good deal. Some artists are like, we want to bring you over to our tour. Yeah. You know, something. What can you batter to, to get very, the value you want from the, the next person? There's a very interesting thing about relationship. Mm-hmm. I, up to date, one of the biggest artist I have a relationship with is Olamide. He's the only person who I can send a DM right now and he responds right now. Mm. 
But Olamide and his manager, they are so cool. So cool. You see, that is a relationship. Alex, same, and, same to me. And just recently is when I was like, yo, bro, I need to do something. He was like, send me something now. <gasps> Olamide told you that? Yeah. Hey! You see, when, <laughs> you see when, when someone responds like that, yeah. it's because I don't value him doing something with me first. I value just checking on him. Okay, when okay. I DM him, I don't DM him for favors. Mm. I always DM him. I'm like, yo, bro, how are you doing? How is the family? Mm. And he responds. I don't check on him like, yo, that song is dope. Yeah. It will another blow boss, up. Another no. boss man who's changed the game through yeah. his YBNL family. Yeah. And if you look at, you know, the growth of the label, again, relationships. Let me tell you what I remember. When we were at Coke Studio, yeah. you were producing at Coke Studio. I was producing him. And you produced him. Yeah. And um, at that time, he came with um, Phils. Yeah, that's and the second time. I remember time. him telling me, yeah. this is one of my producers. Yeah. And I'm coming here with him because I want him to see what we're doing. I want him to experience Nairobi, yeah. to experience East Africa. I want him to grow. I remember. Actually, the second time when he came, yeah. I wasn't producing him. Yeah. I think it was Musioka. But he, but feels- he called me. He was like, come, 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 let's meet. That's when I met Phil also. Okay. But we, after that, we still have conversations, even with Phil's. Yeah. Even before Phil's became big, I remember the songs he used to release. I was like, send me that, I want to share it. You know, and uh, those are conversations that are very important. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for anything from Phil's. I'm just genuinely trying to promote him as a person, mm-hmm. as someone who needs mm-hmm. help from someone also, you know. Yeah. I, I'd love to see my friends share my work, not share my work when it's big. When it's blown up, it's now and you want to start sharing yeah, your work. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Share my work when I'm starting. I'll definitely take that relationship very, very serious to know this person cared for me when I was still starting. So mm-hmm. in Kenya, we wait for Aniko to blow up is when we look for Aniko. We wait for Umoja Sounds to be big. When we see Umoja Sounds, with, let me say Sierra or Beyonce in studio, that's when you'll see DMs from Kenyans. Talking of Umoja sounds, how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? Because you, you know, came into the industry, already got an Afrima, you know, award nomination for best group in Africa. You know, not like the group had been out there for even three years. You know, it had just been months. Yeah, it's been months. And Um, already getting this, you know, continental. (laughs) But not not (laughs) as Umoja sounds. Yeah. um, The brand itself. But you see, the experience is still there. I'm a three-year-old baby with a... 20 years experience. Have you ever heard of that? No, but still, when you get nominated for Afrima, they're not looking at past Provoke recordings. You know, yeah, they're true, like, true, true. what has Umoja Sounds released in the past couple of months? The, but the, these projects were so strong that, you know, got you that yeah. Pan-African recognition, which is quite a big this thing. This is what you need to look at it like. Yeah. When you listen to a song done by a new person, an amateur, and a person who's done it for long, you'll notice. You'll know. Yeah. You'll definitely know. Yeah, so us getting that brand, Afrima is not, definitely not... We didn't look at it as luck. We are good at this. Mm. Yeah, I've done this and Nico for a long time. Ambrose has done this for a long time. Even Robert has done whatever he's doing in the music business mm. for a long time. So it's just that experience that got us there. The band itself, one year. Mm. The experience is 20. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And since Umoja Sounds came together, you've had trips across you know certain areas in the continent you went yeah. to rwanda rwanda tanzania, you went tanzania zambia, zambia. Uh, 
we've done also we've brought artists from Tanzania to Kenya we've yeah. brought artists from Zambia, Zambia to, to Kenya. Kenya you produced four EPs of your own we have produced I think 2021 there was out of the comfort zone that was the last one then there was dance like david and the first one was uh, emotional attachment yes yes then yes. we have a lot of singles yeah we have a lot of singles and you go, um, and then now there's a new ep now there's file that is a collaboration between us and jrox and jrox and chile chile yeah, chile, chile is a rapper that uh, who signed to jrox poketi is a banger. You, you, lo- you love poketi <laughs> my 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 favorite song in that is fake friends Fake friends, yeah. fake friends. That's also dope. I, I wish I could play you that song the way it came and when it, I finished it, two different things. It was a hip-hop song. And Jay is also really cool. Jay is a cool artist. Jay is a cool producer. Your Jay is a cool guy. also collaborated with him on his EP yeah. that came out last year. Yeah, Poetry in Motion. Yeah, Poetry in Motion. Yeah. Oh my God, y'all are doing so much. This like, so How much. many artists are all those you've collaborated with? Like, it's even hard to count. It's hard to count. What we know is the we first have... EP had, um, you know, Kenyan artists had Emma Cheruto, yeah. Bibi. Tanzanian, uh, Malin. Yeah. Had uh, Elisha Lai, had Fredrik Mola, had uh, Ariel Ways. No, Ariel Ways was not in the first one. We've, we have so much yeah. music. I don't even... I you can't don't even, even know recall. which one is the first one, second one. It's yeah. just like my discography is out there. It's out there. Listen. <laughs> Actually, this year is when we are going to now release a lot of music. Mm. We have not released music. Those ones, we were just like, let's try. Now we are releasing music. How's your release strategy looking? Because, for instance, the EP came out, Chuchnya Files, and... Yeah. Right after the EP came out, like there've also been other singles rolling. Chuchnya Files, we look at it as a J-Rocks project, but we have collaborated with him. Mm-hmm. Then we have our Umoja Sounds projects. Those mm-hmm. are the singles that are coming out after that. There's Frederick Muller songs also. There's a song we have with Emma. I think we'll be releasing songs every week. Yeah, yeah. that's what I noticed. Like after the EP, there's yeah. been singles dropping every week. Yeah, we have songs every week. We have a song. <laughs> my favorite song this year will be one we've done with Motoria. Motoria has been one of my favorite producer artists for a very long time. Yeah, I met him when I was mixing and mastering his first album. He came to my house. He slept there. He was in my couch. I just mixed and mastered. He's sleeping. Then he wakes up. He's like, oh, let me hear that. Okay, let's change this. Then we change it. Then that that's how I, I met him. And I, when I was to listening this, to what yeah. he has done, I was like, I, I just told him, bro, your talent is way, way, way ahead of what guys are listening to yeah. right now. Keep on doing what you're doing. He's such a good. genius. He's good. That kid is good. So we have a song with him. The first time I produced him. That's this amazing. Is the first time. And even him... On that song, I didn't expect that. You wait for it, you'll hear it. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> wow, Provoke. So now you've been listening to this podcast and watching because sometime you told me I watched a couple of episodes. Good yeah. job. And I've been asking <laughs> artists questions, you know, to give <laughs> advice. And I usually ask them at random, depending on who the person is. And like for most producers, I would ask questions like, how do you, you know, make a dope record? Yeah. So I feel for you. Ask me a- that question. Ask me that question. For real? How do you make a dope, a yeah. dope record? There, there's no dope record. What's the secret to... There's no dope record. You'll make your give me, best Give me five song. tips. Give me five the tips. The thing is with it. songs, <laughs> a lot of people really talk about this, like making a dope song. There's no dope song. The song is dope to the listeners. When the listeners decide it's dope, it's dope. These songs we have released that I don't even like, but guys love it. 
So that confuses me in terms of, come on, this song, when I was making it, I didn't think of it like that. I just thought of it like another song we can do. You know do. why I relate? Because even my podcast, the last season two, yeah. certain interviews were my favorite more than others. Yeah. And then I would now be hyping them and messaging someone like, have you watched Provoke's interview? And someone yeah. tells me, no, actually, my favorite was Xenia's or yeah. this or that. So then I come to realize, like, I have a body of work. Yeah which are interviews, I have favorites and I have some which I feel like didn't go exactly how I wanted them to yeah. go. But that's somebody else's favorite. You are an artist, just paint. That's it. Guys will resonate with what they want to resonate. Mm. There's no trick to making these things. But the biggest trick here is not making the song, is the marketing. The biggest trick with music is marketing. As I've told you again, Marvin Records put a lot of money in marketing their music. That means you go to TikTok Everyone is dancing to that song. Mm. <laughs> you go to Apple Music, it's on every chart. You go to uh, Spotify, it's on every chart. Yeah, That is marketing because that song is playing everywhere. Yeah, They've given every DJ in the continent that. Those DJs are not given that song until they love it. No, they've been paid to play that music. Does it make sense? It makes a lot of sense. So that is a trick to it. Let nobody lie to you that your song is a hit, it will just resonate. No. These songs that will even become big, but they'll never make money off them. Mm. It's just because they didn't understand the ROI. They didn't invest to get back the investment. Mm. They don't understand that part of the business. They're just playing with luck. Okay, so then what advice can you give to all the creatives and artists listening and want to get out of that art that they create and into the business? Into the business, do a lot of research. I'd say that a lot of research. We're in the age of information. Mm -hmm. But what you do with that information is up to you. Yeah. I'd say take that information, filter it out, use what you can use. Because that information comes out every day. It's new. every Right now, there's someone who's teaching people how to produce music mm -hmm. every day teaching you how to do something that is in your field. Music-wise, business-wise, even there's AI right now. AI can make you songs, can make you artworks, can give you strategies. Not that all of them will work, just filter out what you need and move. Anything else? Well, How do you cook rice? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to wrap up, but I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, being you, for being so hardworking and dedicated at your craft. Like, before I ever met you, I knew you were so persistent at excellence just because of yeah. the music I had you produce, just because of the branding. And also, another thing nobody knows about you is you're so conscious about the branding and the PR. Yeah. Like, you're like a mini or a super publicist in your head. Because I remember you even see, when I used to be at KBC, you would always send me press releases, which you would write yeah. and attach artworks and songs, you know, things publicists should essentially be doing. Yeah. But you're this creative producer. You take all these things upon yourself and I appreciate that. The explanation for that is very easy. Sometimes you'll get people to do things for you. When you get people to do things, they will not do it because it's not their priority at yeah. that moment. So the reason why I do a lot of these things by myself mm. is because I've had situations where I've been let down. You see, this is my life. This is the only life I have. Yeah, I can't so rewind if it. Someone doesn't so if show someone, up, if you I gotta give, show up for yourself. If I give someone power to mess up with it. Mm. It messes me up also. That person has maybe a plan B in their life. Yeah, maybe yeah, I don't yeah. have a plan B. Yeah. 
the other day I was just talking to my mom. I told my mom, my son has to be, for lack of better words, a baby. We have had struggles in our life when we were kids, but my son has to be a baby. That's what I told really? my mom. Yeah, because he has to be that kid in our family who speaks English. Hi. He has to be that kid. We don't have that kid in our family. So why don't you create that for yourself? <laughs> you know? So to speak English, when you don't want him to speak Luo, Ama, what are you talking about? Speak English. You see those the English speaking kids in any family are the rich kids. My, nah. my son has to be that the rich kids. That kid when something latest comes out, they, they want to get kids want to come and see him and be like, what's that? Okay, my dad okay. got me that. That's okay, okay. that's my mentality okay. with that. I have to I have to make sure my Sour. kid gets what I never got in Sour. life. I, I, so I like that's why that. I do everything. Aniko, I I have to make sure in my life I change first of all my generation, mm. i.e. in our family, how we have been, where we have been, and just make a difference in that. That's how I look at it. It's, it's not uh, something that I have to do by force. Mm. That's how I feel. Okay, I'll do artworks and spent hours and hours improving that mm. and those days we didn't have pr guys so i was still the producer and the manager yes and the so, pr and the publicist and the pr and the, <laughs> and the bodyguard yeah so, and that and the chaperone and the chaperone and you're the guy who will fight everyone when the artist is not okay those situations were there and i learned a lot of things from that and i'm glad that there's people in those departments who exist right now like aniko pr I don't have to write this write-ups anymore. Write for me a write-up for this. So you ask me questions, then you do it. Then I'm good. Then yeah. I know you. that is your field. Yeah. So these days we have learned, I've learned new things is let me hire someone who knows that job to do that job. So it's just that growth. These days the industry also is growing. If, as much as we were looking at it like the industry is not grown, yeah, it is. It has grown a it lot. It has grown so much. Yeah. As in right now, we have kids producing in their bedrooms and they're producing dope music. Those are the things we were looking for when we were young. Those days, there's two studios. The first one is in Harlingham. The next one is in Calif. The third one is in South B. Mm. You live in and Embakasi. That's that. You live in Embakasi. You don't have fare. You have to go to the studio. Walk, which is the closest. Calif, walk. Go there, even if you won't record, you are in the studio. You go back home, you tell guys, I was at Calif. <laughs> guys are like, you were at Calif, who did you see? I saw you were Cali, yeah. but he passed. Yeah, it used, to, guys it used to be such a hood. big deal. Guys respect you in the hood because you like saw a, you were Cali. Yeah, it was like a movie. Yeah. It's like a movie. So these days, the industry has grown to the point of everyone can produce music, the comfort of their home, mm. and still have dope songs. And that is growth. Aniko can be hired as a PR person. These stylists can be hired. Yeah. Uh, these dancers can be. Those days you hire, you call your friends to dance. Hey, so you want to dance? Come, come dance in my video. They dance badly. That's it. Because you didn't know there's a profession called dancers. Mm. Actually, the dancers right now are the new DJs. Do you know that? Mm. They're the taste makers. They're yes. the guys who will tell people yes. what to if listen. Yes, they to dance your song, that's that. So you see how the industry has grown. It has so, really changed. So if they dance your song in TikTok these days, possibilities of you making it big is very high mm. compared to a DJ playing your song. Yeah. So your DJ would pick the song from the TikTok dancing. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and then what haven't I asked you that you want to maybe touch on? AI in music. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of AI uh, that is going on like for the last four or five months. 
but people think that uh, every job is in trouble in that Mm. but it's just you to align how to use it fast okay. how to make your work easy yeah. as one uh, two is how you can work with the guys who are doing the ais ai in music is a bit different because in production the ai guys are licensing loop packs loop packs are you can make a beat then break it into pieces mm. like every single mm-hmm. instrument and license that to them that makes it easier for mm. you to make money the guys were in trouble as singers and rappers i feel like ai should be another podcast for another day and then when we have roberts robert is <laughs> yeah, the robert other member is, of moja sansuza complete uh, yeah, nerd and geek. geek yeah that that one he knows you more know. about that space yeah then i think also me we share a lot in common in that sense yeah, yeah. That, i think that's why we actually resonate with him is because i mean more into tech than music than even him Okay, I see so, the connection. Yeah, so we try as much as possible to bridge this gap between tech and music. That's nice. Yeah. Umoja Sounds is dope. I love you, you guys so much. All your EPs are banging. I don't know, like this production standards and quality yeah. is really what we're talking about when we talk about Kenya to the world or Africa to the world. Yeah. If anybody had your songs, even in this new EP, Sijika Mani Fake Friends, does Fake Friends have some sort of ama piano vibes? Yeah, that's Fake Friends. That's the song. When yeah. I heard that song, I said, this song, if we promote it, ama if it hits any radio person in Southern Africa, Western Africa, yeah. it's a given. This song will sit on the radio station. It's so great the way you we created look to, it. We look to putting it in South Africa when you're there. It is perfect for that market, you know. Yeah. And for I mean for the entire continent since it's the kind of like the piano wave yeah. right now. So you guys are really doing an incredible job and uh big ups, big ups to you Ambrose Thank and you, Robert Santi. and and Mula. And Mula as well. <laughs> yeah. Mula is singing. You can't talk Frederick but Mula. Frederick Mula yeah. Yeah. is um He's now singing. He's not even rapping as much. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, we came to we came to know about his singing skills recently. So we we utilizing them. Thank you so much Provoke. Asante sana. Asante sana. I hope you've enjoyed this interview as much as I have. Yeah, I've enjoyed the only part I didn't like about these interviews. I was told there's mandazi and chai. <laughs> what happened after to that? This, are, you eating, are you eating money? <laughs> For mandazi and chai. Sema box. You're not offering people mandazi and tea when they come here. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, they're Thank eating you. money. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's why we're wrapping off this week with right. um, the amazing Provoke from Umoja Sounds. Um, go out there and listen to all the music Provoke has produced that Umoja Sounds has put out. Umoja Sounds music is available on all streaming platforms. They keep releasing tracks every single day. If you're watching this today, there's probably a new Umoja Sounds song coming out tomorrow. You also have another interesting thing that we do yes. on the side. It's called Sounds by Us. I saw that. That's uh, more of, we do experimental music there. Is that uh, the Alliance? No, Sounds Alliance is another thing. So ah, Sounds by Us, sounds by us is we're doing lo-fi literally lo-fi experimental music on that just pianos no singing there so if you into that type of music just go look for sounds by us on spotify then mm. sounds alliance is more of us just jamming with artists in the studio and making stuff that's on youtube only china mandazi <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so much provoke thank you all for listening we'll be back next week with yet another dope music producer creative or just artist the dopest the dopest yeah podcast on music yes in africa yes right <laughs> yeah asante provoke asante mandazi
chai na mandazi si mandazi <laughs> gota gota <Yeah. laughs>